welcome to The Stoic Lawyer. My name is Kristen. And I'm Brian. everyone. No, Brian, what do you do with your outlines? Are we, re- oh, are we on? Are we <laughs> we're on? on. Oh, okay. Well, to catch everybody up, we were just talking about law school outlines. We were. And Kristen has so many different kinds of little sticky tabs on her desk. <laughs> I've made the comment, I bet you were special in law school. And, and I said, indeed I was. I, I used to have my outlines bound like a FedEx. Wow. At Kinko's. Yeah. And then, I, then we hadn't gotten to the next part. I said, I said, uh, do you know what I did with my outlines? And I think you hit record about that time. I had, I had just hit record okay. when you said that. Right. I think they heard you say it. Okay. Um, I didn't have any. I was. That was <laughs> going to be my guess. I was told that you couldn't get through it. You couldn't graduate. You couldn't pass the bar. You just, you just had to. Which meant you were determined not to. I questioned the... <laughs> popular belief a common recurring theme in the life of brian yes well hey i and you know we need to do an episode sometime on on my approach to the bar exam oh maybe we could do that next week maybe next week we'll yeah, re- I'll re- make a remi- note. reminder bar exam brian's approach to the bar exam and i think it'll help people i, th- I think there i think i found an alternate route like a shortcut I mean, if that's in fact true, I mean, you could be richer than the owners of Barbary. I could, but you know what? I want to give it away. I don't. Want, I don't want to profit off of it. Um, well, much like this podcast, it could be. A, it can be a resource for our loyal listeners who um, decide to go to law school or have friends in law school or can, children. Can pass it along. Yeah. Pass it along. Brian's bar exam hacks. <laughs> I'll wait for the print edition. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So this morning, we started brainstorming for our episode and I asked Brian if he had had any thoughts and he told me a long meandering story about a movie he watched yesterday which we're not we're not going to talk about the title we're not going to talk about exactly what it was because we decided it's it's actually too difficult to explain it was a weird rabbit hole we went down it was and after Brian told me about it for about I would say eight minutes I was more confused hearing about it than he was watching it yesterday. But and, and you said long meandering story. I mean, but not. It wasn't unentertaining. No, it wasn't unentertaining. Okay. It was just nonsensical. Well, I don't. I don't understand. Well, when I started, I thought I could explain the movie and why I thought to talk about it, and it turned ha- out halfway through I could do neither. I think you could better explain why you thought to talk about it than yeah. the movie itself. Than the movie itself, yes. But. Alas, uh, what it, what the conversation about the movie did do was spur a conversation about community. Yes, and giving, kind of. giving and taking and, and the, uh, right, yes. I think the general concept of the movie, after much tortured discussion of it, we discovered was essentially the more everyone gives, the more they receive. Yes. Right, because the... The common good, if you're giving in to the common good, then what everyone can take out of it is greater. Is greater than what is right. that, that That is it on, in, a, in a very practical and I would say spiritual emotional sense also, yes. So that's a, that's a stoic concept. Community. Nature, yeah. community. 
Yeah, what uh, what's the what harms the bee, harms the hive, or, or mm-hmm. Mark's really hit something like that, or, mm-hmm. or vice versa? Yeah. So I, I think you were generally on point with that. But then, speaking of meandering, we mm-hmm. um, we kind of went down a few rabbit holes trying to turn that into something for a uh, cohesive topic. <laughs> topic for today. Yeah. We went from everything from the tragedy of the commons to prisoner's dilemma to a discussion of a 1960 ecologist and Aristotle. It's mm-hmm. been a long, um, windy road this morning, shall we say. Yes. Ultimately, we landed back at New Year's resolutions. Yes. Don't ask how we got there. It's one of those things where you don't want to know how the sausage is yeah, made. Right, it got a little. Moving. But I guess, was it last week that I said I didn't particularly particularly like them? Right, you don't. Or believe in them, You, you don't buy into them, I guess, yeah. is a fair thing to say. That's accurate. Well, and I know there's, it's my understanding where there's a lot of research out there that they, they don't work. They don't work. Right. It's not an effective way to modify behavior or to succeed with things. Um, and I, I also, being the curmudgeon I am, I don't buy into the sentimentality of a new year, another year gone by. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> all of that prompted me this morning before Brian arrived to do some online research for. Uh, whether or not other Stoics tend to b- carry Brian's same sentiments. And I discovered an interesting article. It's it's from last New Year, actually two New Years ago, not not this year. Uh, but it was an article uh, by Gregory Sadler, who is the editor of the Stoicism Today blog. Um, and he's got some other um, accolades as well on, this, on his website, but it's modernstoicism.com. And the article was Stoicism and New Year's Resolutions Reconsidered. And I read it. I read most of it. And I thought the ideas and the, um, the points in it were actually pretty interesting um, and, and a good way to think about it as a Stoic because I think you're right in the sense that it's not consistent with Stoic philosophy that there's this magical time of year, right? That there's this time of year when we should, and only this time of year, right, when we should write down these resolutions and mm-hmm. and stick with to them kind of blindly. Yeah, it's kind of arbitrary too. It is arbitrary. And yeah. that's that's one of the other points that he makes. It, oh, it's it's an arbitrary good. um then we agree. construct, right? Yeah. So his article talks about while not keeping the resolutions typically, right, would be a, a negative, right? Breaking them whether intentionally or unintentionally that actually, through breaking your resolutions, you can come to more of a stoic approach. And what he describes is um, re-examining them, right? So basically, if you break your resolution, why did you break it? Is it because it, it was not practical for whatever reason? Because it was something that did not achieve the result that you thought it would? Um, I guess any number of reasons you could have could have resulted in you um, breaking your resolution. But what he talks about is after you've tried them, and we're a weekend now, so if you made resolutions, odds are the situation that you were trying to address has arisen at least once this week, and you've you've tried them. Um, Take a look at them. I think the language he uses is carry out an inquiry (laughs) regarding the commitment you made. Right. I I think it was Socrates who said the unexamined life is not worth living. I guess this that could be a, applicable. I, I think it falls in line with this, yeah. yeah. And and as you examine them, what you may discover is that while they were well-intentioned, your resolutions weren't 
reasonable or weren't practical. And he talks about um, language used by Epictetus about the cost of commitments. And, and that's, what, that's what a resolution is, right? It's a commitment. And when we're making our resolutions, maybe you do, but I, I, I'm certain a lot of people don't sit down and kind of do a cost-benefit analysis of modifying this behavior is going to cause other changes, right? It, it's not, you can't just make one change in your life that doesn't impact your other um, commitments in other areas of life, right? So what's the cost? What's the price of this new... Yeah, and economics, opportunity cost. That's right. Yeah, what are you giving up? That's right. We've I talked love... a lot about economics this morning. I love economics. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get my son to study that in college. We'll see. So, so that's the advice this week, I guess, is if you've made resolutions, if you've kept them, in theory, great, right? But consider re-examining them. Well, yeah, and I think, I, and I've got a, I've got a tip, and some people may have heard of this, but I don't know if you have, you're, you're familiar with SMART goals, the acronym SMART uh-uh. for setting goals. I am not. Okay, it's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. Um, it, the, it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I think I have heard that before now that you've said Say yeah, that, but I've never utilized that. Well, and it can be used in a lot of different contexts, but sure. the idea is, you know, I want to, like you say, I want to lose 20 pounds, whatever the thing is. Like, I know that's a popular one. I bring that up just for New Year's resolutions. Lose it. Some, or lose weight, maybe. I guess a lot of people would say that. that's, usually, not, that's probably not specific enough. Right. What's the time frame? You know, how do you measure? You know, so anyway, I think that, that, that acronym, SMART, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, Time bound, I think, is is um, maybe a way to approach setting goals more effectively. And yeah, it and could work it, in with the, the with you you reevaluate. It's you interesting that you use the word uh, goals because that's actually I know you didn't read this article this morning, and yet you've brought up a couple of the points organically. Um, he talks about goals being more consistent, perhaps, with a stoic mindset because goals are more forgiving, right? Goals are not. Yeah. And they're not arbitrary. It's not um, just blind allegiance to a decision you made, right? It's you're you're trying to reach a destination like a um, th- there's something specific you're working towards as opposed to just do this or don't do this every time this condition occurs, which yeah. is usually what a resolution is. Yeah. Yes. Right. So um, if you've broken your New Year's resolutions already on January seventh, do not fret. Um, I'm not judging because I don't think you should have said them in the first place. So, and it may in fact be quite stoic of you because mm-hmm. perhaps they were not um, as helpful or reasonable or achievable as you might have thought when you made them. Yeah. So take a look at them, reassess them, and maybe turn them into goals for the new year. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to work on Brian's taste in movies. Cool. Yeah, we'll try to figure that one out. All right. See you next week. <laughs>